It's time for the Steelman and Thune at noon with Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Text the show on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, here's Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Welcome in, everybody, on another OEC Fiber Football Friday. Great to have you along. Great to be here at one of my favorite places on the planet, the one, the only, Riverwind Casino, where there's always something happening out here. Always you have a great chance to win some cash or bonus play or prizes here at Riverwind Casino. Tonight we have the final installment of the 80K Friday Night Frights promotional drawing. Get on out here. Hopefully hear your name called and win a share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play. Then tomorrow night, we have the 20K Festival of Frights final drawing there. Actually, this is just a one-night deal. It's kind of the uh, the Halloween celebration tomorrow night here at Riverwind. You can win your share of $20,000 in cash and bonus play. They're giving away tomorrow night in the 20K Festival of Fright drawing. And they also have the Ghostly Good Time Costume Contest happening tomorrow night as well. Wear a costume, be festive, have a good time, and maybe you'll have the best costume and win $500. We've got two big shows for Rodney Carrington tonight at the Showplace Theater, one at 7, one at 10 p.m. Still some tickets available. Get online at riverwind.com. Come see the uh, the funny annex of Rodney Carrington tonight, 7 o'clock show and a 10 o'clock show. Plenty of more great shows to come here. There's always something uh, happening here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. So I'm on location on this OEC Fiber Football Friday. So is Parker Thune. Parker Thune in Iowa. I guess you're there and ready to go. Well, I'm not in Iowa right now, Steely. I'm back home in Omaha, which I guess is basically Iowa. We're 15 minutes from the border. But uh, it is cold up here, let me tell you. I walked outside this morning, and I was like, oh, boy, it's winter. It is winter. So I believe the high in Lamar's Iowa today, last I checked, is 35 degrees. So needless to say, come 9, 10 p.m., it's going to be frigid. But this is the nature of the beast, Steely, and I am headed out to Lamar's this evening to check in once again with one of the Sooners' top remaining uncommitted targets in the 2024 class, offensive lineman Grant Bricks. There you go. So, yeah, it's going to be cold in Lawrence tomorrow for the Sooners game with Kansas at 11 a.m. on Fox. Oklahoma, a 10-point favorite in this game. We've got a lot to talk about with Oklahoma-Kansas tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about some of the big national games, the Big 12 schedule as well. Baker and the Bucks lost in Buffalo last night. But, man, that Hail Mary, you can't throw that Hail Mary much better than Baker did at the end of the game. Uh, they were in his face all night, so the Bucks have lost three in a row. We've got some Baker Mayfield audio we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, we've got the Thunder in action tonight in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. They'll be back home Sunday afternoon at 2.30 to play the defending NBA champion Denver Nuggets. So we've got a lot of things happening in the world of sports to talk about today. Hey, the, the real big news here locally is the fact that daredevil, I live on the edge, speed demon, Drake Dyken was pulled over and caught speeding today. You and don't that say. Is lit up. Yes. I mean, 
if you know Drake Dykin, you know that man lives on the edge. I mean, he is a pure daredevil. Quite frankly, sometimes the danger to society was as with as fast as he will drive getting behind the wheel. The man is just he can't he can't stop his lead foot. I mean, he just punches that accelerator. You know how connected we are here. We do have exclusive audio. We were able to obtain this uh, moments ago. This is the audio from the uh, Kansas Highway Patrolman's car sitting there. It was basically a speed trap, to tell you the truth. But he's sitting there under an underpass. And Drake Dykin goes blowing past this guy. And you can hear the audio, how upset he is. Uh, I believe we have that audio back in studio. Let's listen into that audio. The Kansas Highway Patrolman, as he sees the speed demon Drake Dykin go just barreling past him about 95 miles an hour. And the lesson was that, yes, uh, Drake did uh, get barbecued in a sense. He did get a ticket. I understand it wasn't the max ticket, but it's about time somebody, somebody stands up to that dangerous speed demon, Drake Dykin. I mean, you weren't surprised, right, Parker? If there's anybody who's going to be driving like 90 miles an hour at our station, it's probably going to be Drake, right? I didn't know Drake had a reputation as a speed demon, I'll be honest with you. Now, it's not that shocking now that I think about it, but I was not aware of this before today. Yeah, well, that's the big news today. TJ is back there with us. Uh, I know TJ's looking for, uh, you know, uh, next market World Series tickets right now. So hopefully he can roll that one more time because you can tell this patrolman was extremely angry. Uh, and said that Drake did it on purpose, kind of taunting him as he sped by. So let's roll that audio one more time. I saw that, you son of a bitch! You did that on purpose! You go to wait till you agree! I gotta barbecue your ass in molasses! Well, the lesson was taught, Drake was caught, and uh, luckily all of his uh, teammates there, I guess T-Row Plank were in a a different vehicle, but uh, just glad to know that everybody is safe. Very, very glad to hear that. All right, uh, Parker, Sooners, 10-point favorite. Uh, We're hearing rumors out there that some people are uh, pretty convinced are true that we got a little flu bug going through the Oklahoma football team. What are you hearing on that? Yeah, so the flu bug, that's a thing. It is not a major concern from what I understand and has not legitimately jeopardized the status of any of Oklahoma's 22 projected starters tomorrow. Now, the flu, like any illness by nature, is unpredictable, right? So one guy might have had it yesterday, a different guy might have had it or uh, might have it tomorrow. But right now... It seems the flu bug is under control from everything I've heard and been told. I was also told it was UCF's fault. Apparently UCF came to the Palace on the Prairie on Saturday with the flu and passed it off to their opponents. So 
if you need a reason to hate UCF, Steely, there you go. Now you have one. Well, yeah, we uh, we heard like John Rice Plumley had to get fluids, you know, the night before the game. They had uh, they had some players who definitely were suffering from the flu bug. So if you're running around trying to tackle people with the flu, there is a chance that you might get the flu as well. This wasn't a meal shoot thing, you know, where, oh, my gosh, I don't want to face the media. I've got pneumonia kind of thing. This is real. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see if it has any effect on the game. I don't think it will have much of an effect, if any. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe it gets worse. But uh, apparently the Sooners are going to be dealing with a little bit of the flu bug. One thing, one thing that you want to see the Sooners get done tomorrow more than anything else parker what would it be the one thing i want to see besides them get the obvious tomorrow, victory like, well okay yes and i don't know if this is a cop-out answer because it's almost the most obvious answer that there is but i would like to see things open up for oklahoma in the running game because yep sooner or later you're gonna have to get that figured out if you want to be considered a championship team and that's the conversation that We've already started to have with Oklahoma and the conversation that will no doubt ramp up in the weeks to come as long as the Sooners are able to keep this thing rolling. If you want to be considered in the same breath as Georgia and Michigan and Ohio State as the, and Florida State, for that matter, as teams that can legitimately contend for a championship, you cannot have an obvious vulnerability, an obvious liability. And right now, Oklahoma has that with the backfield. It's something that needs to get fixed post-haste. Hopefully, we start to see at least some steps in that direction tomorrow. Getting Tawi Walker back should be big, and I never thought I'd be saying that about Tawi Walker, but if nothing else, Steely, he's been the most consistent, most dependable cog in the Sooners' backfield all year, and at least you know when you hand the ball off to that guy, you're getting three yards in a cloud of dust. Yeah, in a game where uh, the weather conditions could be less than favorable tomorrow, that could be a huge weapon. You have Tawi Walker back tomorrow. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But And I think that would be probably the answer from 90 95% of Sooner fans for this game tomorrow. Start running the football consistently. And it picked up in the UCF game down the stretch. I thought the Sooners wore down uh, Central Florida's defense a little bit down the stretch. Even Gus Malzahn talked about that in his post game, but, you know, uh, I want to see them go out and have a nasty, mean, you know, knock them off the ball, offensive line. Uh, the guard position has been interesting, obviously, with McCabe Tire. What's going to be the situation health-wise for him tomorrow? Will he be good to go, and will he be good, you know, at nearly 100%? Uh, they've had some issues there. I think Caden Green's played pretty well. I think their tackles are good. I think that Andrew Rame has been pretty good overall at center. But, you know, you can't uh, keep putting so much of the load on Dylan Gabriel week after week after week. Not only, you know, throwing the football, but running the football as well. If Dylan Gabriel didn't have the wheels uh, and the decision-making prowess that he's had this year, then they'd really have uh, struggles in the run game. So we'll see. Again, encouraging signs down the stretch against UCF last week. Maybe those will pay off in this game with Kansas coming up tomorrow. All right, our first hour is always brought to you by a great Sooner with a great company, Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. They are the best when it comes to heating and air. You need your AC worked on. Right now, people are probably thinking about their furnace. You know, have it checked out, get it tuned up. 
and they'll make sure it's running efficiently at Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, home comfort you can trust. OEC Football Friday here at Riverwind. Parker back home in Nebraska getting ready to go check out Grant Bricks in action on the road again tonight. And he'll be there in Lawrence tomorrow to see the Sooners in Kansas. Let's take a break. We'll hear what uh, Lee Sterling said about the OU-Kansas matchup tomorrow and a homecoming for Jaron Canick. We'll get into that when we get back here on The Ref. Bleed Crimson, love great Sooner talk? Join The Ref Army by downloading our free app. Toby and TJ, Plank and Josh, Steelman and Thune, and Teddy and Tyler. We have the Sooner experts. The Ref is home to Sooner fans worldwide. Well, Friday, Sooners in action tomorrow in Lawrence against the Kansas Jayhawks. 11 a.m. kickoff on Fox. We will have our pregame show for you beginning at 7 a.m. right here on The Ref. I am here as I am each and every Friday at the one and only Riverwind Casino. If you guys haven't seen the newly renovated Riverwind, it is awesome. It looks great. They've got a, a Skyloft gaming area now. They have a Oasis gaming area now where you can, uh, that's a smoke-free area uh, where you can go play all your favorite games. They've got nearly 3,000 electronic gaming machines now, all your favorite table games. We've got a huge weekend uh, beginning tonight with a couple shows for Rodney Carrington at the Showplace Theater at 7 and 10 p.m. tonight. Tickets available, riverwind.com, or come on out here to the box office and get your Rodney Carrington tickets as well. They still have a few left. Come on out and enjoy that show. 80K Friday night's uh, promotional drawing, last one. Get out here. Hopefully you'll hear your name called when your share of $80,000 in cash or bonus play. And then tomorrow night, it is a big Saturday night, the 20K Festival of Frights promotion happening tomorrow night. They're giving away $20,000 of cash and bonus play. And drawings they'll have every half hour all the way through midnight. And then the Ghostly Good Time Costume Contest. Yes, wear your costume out to Riverwind tomorrow night. You could win cash and bonus play with a $500 prize for best costume. It's going to be kind of like their celebration of Halloween coming up uh, tomorrow night here at Riverwind Casino. Parker Thune on the road, and uh, you're going to see Grant Bricks tonight. And is there any new information on Bricks that we've had in the last 24, 48 hours? (laughs) No, no new information in that amount of time, Steely. Uh, Still like where Oklahoma stands in that process in that recruitment still think they wind up with grant bricks's commitment i'm not the only one coming out to lamar's iowa this evening bill biedenboe is going to be out there as well so obviously the sooners continue to prioritize him down the stretch this will be biedenboe's first in-person visit to watch bricks on a friday night so uh yeah no, no new information per se but ever since nebraska parked that truck outside Logan Magnolia High on what was that Wednesday? Obviously, this is a recruitment that has shot into the mainstream more so than it was before. I mean, does that seem like a really cool move by Nebraska? Hey, look, there's a there's a semi out here. I'm just I, I, logistically, I'm just not sure what you're trying to accomplish because I've been out to that school, Mike. It's not like you can see that truck where it would be parked 
from every single classroom in the school. You'd have to walk outside and go look at it. And also, it's, I mean, it's it's a truck. They walk inside, you're like, oh, okay, a truck. That's cool. And that's that. Like, there's no personal element to it. It's just a truck. It's odd. Yeah, and, and, it's creative. And it's I'll like give them that, filled, but it's odd. Unless if it's filled with NIL dollars or something, and they have to say, wait till you see how much is inside or something. I don't know, but it just looked kind of weird to me. It looked like this would For be a Bricks, great idea. It would probably, it'd probably need to be filled with feed corn. Yeah, maybe it is. I mean, it did come from uh, Nebraska, right? So we'll see. But uh, I guess everybody's kind of in the waiting mode for EPL, Grand Bricks. Uh, Marcus James happening next week. That's uh, that's going to be Oklahoma, and then uh, who else is Oklahoma waiting on? I'm drawing a blank on somebody else, right? So they're waiting on Eddie Pierre Louis. They are waiting on Grant Bricks. They are waiting on Reggie Powers. And Reggie Powers, yeah, but that looks like it's OU, right? right it does. Reggie Powers, based on what you're seeing, that certainly looks like it's going to be Oklahoma a kid who was committed to Michigan State. You can understand. Uh, why he is uh, decommitting for Michigan State. I mean, you got the Mel Tucker situation. They got the Fuhrer on the scoreboard, you know, in pregame. I, I probably wouldn't be committing uh, and sticking with my commitment to East Lansing and Michigan State right now either. All right, homecoming tomorrow for Jaron Kanick, who's played uh, pretty solid football at linebacker this year for Oklahoma. We saw a lot of flashes last year. Yeah, he's had some busts here and there on the passing game or whatever, but for the most part, He's been pretty darn good. Danny Stutzman certainly uh, is showing him the ropes, and he's become a better football player. Let's hear from Jaron Kanick talking about uh, going back home to play, and he also said he expects a big challenge from that uh, KU offense. I mean, most definitely. We're, uh, we're very excited for the challenge. You know, they do a lot of offense and, you know, show a lot of looks and do a lot of movements and things. And, you know, like I said, we're, we're looking forward to the challenge of that and, you know, the, the strain of practice to adjust to those type of things and, and getting good calls and, you know, adjust, adjust to the tempo and the formations of that. And, you know, excited for that challenge. Are you familiar with the term eye crimes? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, where'd that come from? What's that? Uh, I've definitely heard Coach Venables say it before. And, you know, you definitely don't want to commit an eye crime. And, you know, I've, I've committed plenty in my day. So going to definitely work on not committing any eye crimes this week and, you know, having, having our discipline to, to know where we're supposed to be and how to adjust to what they, they throw at us. There you go, Jaron Kanick. We talked about uh, Woody Washington. You know, he's been around a long time, a real pretty good cornerback, right? And uh, he committed an I-crime felony last week on the 86-yard touchdown by UCF. So the Sooners, they can limit those. You know, you're, you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to bust. I mean, that's part of it. Uh, nobody can be super robotic and perfect at any position all the time. But, you know, sometimes when the Sooners give up some, some yards – you look back and say, man, it was like two plays or three plays. Other than that, it was really pretty clean and pretty good. So hopefully the Sooners can avoid those big chunk plays from the Jayhawks tomorrow. What do you think the chance is that we have been bamboozled this week by Lance Leipold and that we do see either Jalen Daniels start tomorrow or come in and play quite a bit, Parker? I I mean, Lance Leipold doesn't seem like the bamboozling type, does he? You know, some coaches just give off vibes where you're like, okay, yeah, I can figure that guy engages in some subterfuge. Lance Leipold very much seems like the type of guy where what you see is what you get. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, Muleshoe, he's a subterfuge guy. Les Miles, Ed Orgeron, uh, Brian Kelly. Lance Leipold seems like a good, solid human. He's done a really good job coaching this Kansas football program since he's been there. All right, so the Sooners are a 10-point favorite. You guys, you may have heard this on the Plank Show earlier because everybody listens to the Plank Show. But just in case you didn't, he had Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, who's pretty good with his picks every week. And here is what uh, Lee Sterling said. Remember the spread at 10 for OU Kansas. Here is what Lee Sterling said with his Oklahoma-Kansas pick on the Plank Show this morning. As long as it's not horrible, horrible and pouring rain, if it's just drizzling, I think Oklahoma's the right side. I mean, they've covered 18 straight, as you probably mentioned. Last Jayhawks win was 97, all 18 wins by double digits. They've covered six straight until last week's escape against UCF here. But it happens sometimes, you know, when you're you're coming off the bye. They're still plus 10 in turnover ratio. Uh, Jalen Daniels was playing in this game. Might look at Kansas, but he's not. Jason Beam, it's capable, probably the best way to describe him, not dynamic. He's not able to carry a team. And the defense, they're not much better than last year when OU put up 701 yards on them. They're also 2-13 and 13 against the spread coming off of a bye. I like OU. They pull away 42-24. There you go. Lee Sterling on the Plank Show this morning. That's our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central, great reputation for having the very best full-service clinics that treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries, clinics in Norman and Midwest City, and now in the Tri-City area as well, serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. All right, we're here at Riverwind Casino, OEC Fiber Football Friday, pregame show tomorrow, right here on the ref beginning at 7 a.m. We'll have you covered postgame as well for the Sooners and Kansas. Kickoff set for 11 a.m. on Fox, elsewhere in the Big 12. Cowboys home tomorrow night. They've got Cincinnati, 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Houston and K-State will play a rooster game, 11 a.m. on ESPN2 for Manhattan. West Virginia at UCF, 11 a.m. on FS1. BYU at Texas is the 2.30 ABC game with Malik Murphy starting at quarterback for the Horns in that one. And then Iowa State at Baylor, 2.30 on ESPN+. Okay, OEC Fiber Football Friday here at Riverwind Casino. Uh, Brandon Drum's going to join us at 135. We've got my uncle, his take on Oklahoma, Kansas, on uh, from the T-Row in the morning show uh, this morning. We've got game one of the World Series tonight in Arlington, the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. TJ searching frantically for uh, for tickets. Told me last break, still no luck yet. The World but he's Series, not are they still up. doing that? That's still a thing? They are doing that. Yeah, they are. They are doing that. So we'll see if uh, TJ and Bronx can find a way to Arlington uh, for game one tonight. Okay, let's break right here. When we get back, let's talk more Sooners Kansas. We also have the dumbass clip of the week, courtesy of Colin Cowherd, on the way next right here on The Ref. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do, too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. The one, the only, Riverwind Casino. Always a great place to have a a great meal as well. We're right here in front of Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. It is really good, man. They make a great chicken pot pie. It's hard to find a good chicken pot pie. 
They have one here. They've got a great chicken fried steak, uh, pretzel with beer cheese, really good appetizer. Great place to come watch the games. They've got a, uh, a TV screen at each of their individual booths. They also have, of course, the River Buffet. Tonight is steak night, Saturday night, seafood night, Sunday, great brunch, comfort food, your favorites during the rest of the week when they're open at the River Buffet. And they have a, a newly renovated food court that is also very awesome. By the way, I've always said this, the Riverwind Gift Shop, is really a little hidden gem if you haven't been out in there. I mean, you can get your water and your energy drinks, your sodas, whatever, but they also have, like, Travis Matthew golfware. They've got cigars in there. They have a really cool section of Sooner sportswear and souvenirs. If you haven't stopped in the gift shop here at Riverwind, you're missing out. It's pretty cool. I bought Shea a couple things in there, and uh, they have a lot of cool stuff in there at the Riverwind gift shop. All right, uh, Parker Thune is in Nebraska, but headed to Lamar's, Iowa, where Grant Bricks and his high school teammates play in a cornfield, just like Field of Dreams. And we'll see if Parker can get Grant Bricks to commit tonight. We think that's going to happen, right? Whoa, 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 Steely. You're putting this on me now? Saying yes. i got to close the deal? You, you, well, Bill Biedenboe will actually be there, but you can be his right-hand man. Is that illegal, or do we know? Uh, I, I don't know if that's illegal in technicality. It would be heavily frowned upon by the industry and the greater college football world as a whole. But trust me, Steely, if you want somebody to close on Grant Bricks, Bill Biedenboe's your guy, not me. He's been doing this a lot longer than I have and is way better at it than I am. Bill Biedenboe, ladies and gentlemen, is a legend. He has erased all memories from his Texas Tech past here. So has Emmett Jones. Who else is connected to Tech? Matt Wells, Matthew Wells. Yeah, he's 90%. We've erased all those Tech, all the Tech virus from uh, Matt Wells to Matthew Wells. Uh, Bill Biedenboe completely cured. Emmett Jones completely cured, no doubt. But Bill Biedenboe, like I love the story that Coach Stoops has told, you know, when he was offering and calling him up. He's like, Coach, going to offer me the job or not? I'm ready, you know. He's just a no-nonsense, kick-ass kind of guy. He has a home on Grand Lake. He wasn't following Mule Shoe out to Hollywood. He's just a good solid human who can coach the offensive line at a very high level the running backs though they got to make some people miss too we'll see what the running back rotation looks like uh tomorrow okay any kind of hidden storylines that you're thinking about for OU tomorrow everybody's going to be looking at you know who carries the football the most everybody's going to be seeing if Zach Schmidt can make a field goal and how the special teams are going to do Luke Elzinga Turned into Ray Guy last week, averaging nearly 52 yards a kick. Is there any little uh, hidden storyline that's flying under the radar for you in this game tomorrow? Well, I think you mentioned it right there, and it otherwise probably would have flown under the radar, but Oklahoma has struggled. Zach Schmidt has struggled in the kicking game, and inclement weather always makes things all that much tougher on kickers. So, If it's the third consecutive week where you see major struggles from your place kicker, 
I, there are a lot of Sooner fans taking Schmidt to task on social media right now. I hope for the kid's sake that he doesn't get put in some tough positions tomorrow. I think back like the kick he had to try and make against West Virginia last year, which I believe was in excess of 50 yards in a driving rain. That's a t- that's a tall, tall order for a kicker. And so hopefully for Zach Schmidt's sake, he doesn't get put in any situations where he has to make a really tough kick and he has to conjure up some confidence and drive it through the uprights in the elements because if you get another miss or two from Zach Schmidt tomorrow, boy, the social media discourse has the potential to get ugly. Oh, yeah, big time. All right, that's what I want to hear from you guys on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, your top two storylines for tomorrow with OU, what you're going to be looking at. You can give us your prediction if you want as well. We'll open up the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, uh, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. couple storylines you'll be watching tomorrow, and you want to give us a final score pick. You want to say something crazy. As long as it's within reason, that's fine, too. So hit us up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll be going there uh, in the, uh, well, the end, maybe at the end of this segment, certainly in the next segment. Okay, so I was doing my uh, editing in the production room earlier this week, and uh, I will look back on a day, like, in my file, I put, like, 10-27, and then what the soundbite is. So I've got that way. You know, whether it's uh, Parker running the board or Connor Pasby or TJ helping us out today, they can just go right to that date, and there's all our sound for the show. So I was doing that earlier this week, and I look back at the clips from a year ago and like, nah, don't want to save that one, don't want to save that one. So I'll delete all the clips that I don't think should be in that file anymore. If there's a really good one we might use again, I will keep that one in there. But I saw one that said, Cowherd, very confident. And this was, I believe, on Tuesday. And this was, so I'm going to rerun this. We didn't have the dumbass clip of the week uh, at this time a year ago, but we have it now. So I thought we'd play an oldie but a goodie from Colin Cowherd. This is when things were going great at USC and Oklahoma was starting to fall apart. And uh, Colin Cowherd went on uh, Insta and uh Put a story out there that basically where he was trolling Oklahoma fans. So he's got a big cigar in his mouth, kicked back, talking about how great USC is. Let's re-roll that as the dumbass clip of the week. You're a stupid dumbass. <laughs> you know, this idea just popped into my head. I'm always looking for new podcasts. Why shouldn't I do a Saturday podcast on USC football? You know, make it about 20 weeks. Talk about all their victories, Pac-10 titles with Lincoln Riley, recruiting five-star commitments. Easy to find a sponsor. They'd line up. I love recruiting elite talent. Whoa! (laughs) Shut up, dumbass. What a bunch of dumbasses. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really. There you go. That is our Dumbass Clip of the Week brought to you by Dumbasses. They're dumb. And they're asses. What a difference a year makes, Parker Thune. That was one year ago. <laughs> you want to file that under freezing cold takes? That might be that might be worthy of being the freezing cold takes new profile picture is Colin Cowherd 
sitting there with a cigar in his mouth because I'm not sure that could have aged worse than it has. And, you know, we've kind of touched on it, Steely, but I, so Muleshoe kind of acknowledged that he has plans in place, contingency plans, as it were, in case he's unable to coach against Cal tomorrow. I ask you, what happens if USC, heaven forbid, were to lose to Cal tomorrow? Because at that point, you're 6-3 and three with your three remaining games all coming against top 25 opponents, Washington, Oregon, and UCLA. Does USC finish 6-6 six and six in the regular season if they get upset tomorrow? Yeah, if they get upset tomorrow, I think they do. I, you know, I think they might have a, a little flickering flame of belief that, well, maybe we can win out or something. But if they lose to Cal, Cal's not very good. They're a 10.5-point favorite. If they lose this game tomorrow then, yes, I think losing out is about a 90% probability. Um, and, look, Washington struggled uh, last week, clearly, but uh, they found a way to win, kind of like Oklahoma did. But uh, Michael Penix is still going to have a, a great night against uh, against that USC defense. Oregon, you know, normally you don't think of Oregon as a real, you know, tough, hard-nosed team. It's They're more finesse and uniforms and glitz and glamour. But that, that, ta- that team still has that element because of the uniforms in their offense. But they're also a lot tougher with Dan Lanning at the helm now. Uh, and then UCLA, I mean, they're playing good football. Their defense is getting, you know, has gotten some really good reviews lately. So, yes, I think 6-6 six and six would be a very realistic possibility. Just got a, a text. If Oklahoma loses a couple and USC finishes like 9-3, and three, any chance we play them in a bowl game? I mean, it could happen, but here's the thing that would happen, though, Parker. If they played in a bowl game, and, uh, you know, there's some people who think that USC just wouldn't play Oklahoma because of what that might involve, uh, that would be kind of the conference's call, too, but USC could push him that way. But I, Caleb Williams wouldn't play. Caleb Williams is not playing in you a bowl game. So now that they're out of the championship picture in the, in the college football playoffs. So could you get USC? I don't know. What percentage chance do you think that could happen? Oklahoma's got to lose a couple games, you know, um, for that to happen. But, number one, do you think USC would play the game? And, like I said, it would be almost no chance that Caleb Williams would be in a bowl game with Oklahoma. You really think so? I mean, that's the same guy that played in the Alamo Bowl after Muleshoe had already left him and when he really had no reason to suit up whatsoever. Yeah, I do, just because, you know, the draft is right there. The draft wasn't a possibility. Uh, NIL dollars weren't uh, a, a possibility at that time. It was just kind of a different situation. So, yes, if they somehow got matched up and, and USC and the Pac-12 agreed, you know, to play, uh, you know, the bowl matchup with OU, I still would be surprised if Caleb played. But I mean, you're right; he did. Uh, he did finish out with the Alamo game. I just think it Alamo bowl matchup they had with Oregon, but I just think it's such a different scenario that uh, I would be shocked if he did play any bowl game, really. All right, break time right here at Riverwind Casino, OEC Fiber Football Friday. Let's get to your text when we get back. Four zero five six five one. 3439 that is our Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 
couple storylines you're looking at tomorrow for the Sooners and KU and give us your score pick. We'll get to your text when we get back right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The word is spreading and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. We are back, OEC Fiber Football Friday. Mike Steely here at Riverwind Casino. We've got Parker Thune on the road. He is right now in the uh, state of Nebraska. He's at home, but he's headed to Lamar's, Iowa tonight to check out Sooner uh, potential commits down the road. Grant Bricks looking good for Oklahoma right now, but will it happen? He's going to watch him in action tonight on the high school gridiron. Let's see what we have on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Parker, are you equipped for that today? Give me give me one moment to get the text line in front of me, Steely, and then, yes. Sounds good. I can absolutely right. coordinate the text. Gotcha. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here at Riverwind Casino tonight is the final installment of the 80K Friday Night Frights promotional drawing. Get on out of here, hear your name called, hopefully, and win your share of 80000 in uh, cash and bonus play. We've got two big shows for Rodney Carrington tonight at the Showplace Theater, one at 7 and then one at 10 p.m. Got a few tickets available for both. Uh, so call or uh, drop by the casino box office. You can go online as well at uh, riverwind.com and get those tickets. And uh, tomorrow night, the 20K Festival of Fright Drawing, they're giving away $20,000 in cash and bonus play. And they have a costume contest tomorrow night, the Ghostly Good Time Costume Contest. Wear your Halloween costume out to Riverwind tomorrow night. Bunch of giveaways, bunch of special stuff happening tomorrow night as well. And you could possibly win the grand prize of $500 for having the best costume. All right, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's do it. Sooner Gundy says, is it safe to say the cops in Kansas hate the Drake? Did I miss that? Is it Kansas where Drake got pulled over? Yes, if TJ is still there, we did have the exclusive audio as Speed Demon Drake Dyken was just, I mean, just, he was like a, just a flash of light. He was going through so fast through the state of Kansas. We got the exclusive uh, audio from the trooper who watched Drake blow right by him. And uh, TJ, if we have that, let's run that exclusive audio one more time. Well, maybe Drake learned his lesson. Maybe Drake learned I, his I lesson. Mean, I should have warned Drake. I'll take I'll take partial responsibility for this one because I have gotten pulled over so many times in the state of Kansas, Steely. And I've hardly ever gotten pulled over anywhere else. And I've lived a good deal of time in both Nebraska and Oklahoma. I've never been issued a ticket in either of those states. But in Kansas, and I drive through Kansas a decent amount, but I'm always just driving through. It's not like I'm just chilling in Kansas for days at a time. I've gotten pulled over at least a half dozen times in Kansas. I kid you not. 
I well, don't it's know the end of the month, too. else to do right? in Kansas, so they just got to pull people over. But Kansas cops are notoriously stingy. I have found this out the hard way. Well, the uh, the White Buffalo is a very well-known vehicle, so uh, they're always on the lookout, I'm sure, for the white, the uh, great White Buffalo. Ted Nugent, by the way. Uh, so that might be part of the deal, too. But it is the end of the month, right? Correct? It yeah. is the end so of maybe the month. That's part maybe they of it. got quotas to hit. Uh, on the text line, Jeff from OKC says, Nebraska brings a semi-truck. Barry Switzer would walk in wearing a fur coat and a championship ring while the kid was eating lunch. Maybe Bill Beatonbow ought to do that. I don't know that uh, Bill Beatonbow's a fur coat kind of guy. There are only two known uh, legendary sports figures who pulled it off. One is Barry Switzer and the other is Joe Namath. I think that's it. But Bill, Bill Beatonbow could come up with something pretty cool, I'm sure. Blue of Green Country says, can you talk about the, quote, little spark that's going to start a forest fire, unquote, in Southern California? Yeah, that's what Muleshoe said yesterday, right? It, it, he's trying to think, all right, man, they're, man, they're killing me for we're close, you know. <laughs> so we got to come up. Oh, little spark. Hey, Lincoln, here we go. What do you guys think about little spark? There, there's just that one little spark missing. Let's go with that. Because remember, they clearly came up from uh, the uh, – everybody was talking about, it. yeah, he ran from the SEC. And uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, within like two weeks – Mielsi was saying, we didn't run from the SEC. We ran to USC. You know, it's like, so they've got the same, you know, brainstorming session going on because, yes, we did see a little spark that could set it off. And I don't know, in California where wildfires run rampant and do a lot of damage, maybe that's not the phrase you want to go with, actually. Or maybe he thought that was the perfect phrase to go with. Maybe he was like, hmm, what will really resonate with Californians? Forest fire analogies. That'll do. A listener in the 832 says, Parker drives in Kansas like he's in a Fast and Furious movie. Wouldn't you if you were driving through Kansas? You think I want to spend any more time than necessary in Kansas? Absolutely not. Yeah. uh, There's not a lot to see there. It's, It's, there's... I'm not saying Oklahoma is the most scenic route either, but uh, I prefer it over Kansas. All right. We got to get out of here for hour number one. Keep those texts rolling in. You know, I messed up my tweet again. I need that edit button, but I don't want to pay the money, and I messed up a tweet again. Drake Dyken knew he was going to blaze through the Kansas at 90-plus miles an hour. But you know what? I'm just going to leave it. I think people get it. Okay. So, uh, so anyway, all right, we want to thank – Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring hour number one. Next hour, my uncle, your texts, Brandon Drum coming up at 135. All happening right here on The Ref. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for the Steelman and Thune at noon with Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Text the show on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439.
Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, here's Mike Steely and Parker Thune. OEC Fiber Football Friday. Hope you're having a great Friday. I'm having a great time. I always do when I'm out here at Riverwind Casino. We got a lot of things happening, uh, big time stuff happening tonight and tomorrow night. I mean, there's always something happening that's really cool here at Riverwind Casino. Final drawings for the 80K Friday night frights promotion uh, happening tonight. Drawings will be going on this evening, early this evening, up until around midnight. Again, get on out of here. Have your wild card. Be playing the machine. If you've been playing the machines and uh, your name's already in there, then you might hear your name called when your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play. We have two big shows tonight at the Showplace Theater from Rodney Carrington, one earlier in the evening at 7 p.m., and then the late show at 10 p.m. Got a few tickets still available, but get them now at riverwind.com online for the 7 or 10 o'clock show, or if you're coming out, uh, just drop by the uh, Showplace Theater box office. Uh, tomorrow night, the 20K Festival of Fright drawing. They're giving away $20,000 in cash and bonus play. Get on out of here, hear your name called there, and maybe you'll win a share of that money. And bonus play they're giving away. And the ghostly good time costume contest happening tomorrow night. It's going to be very festive tomorrow night. People coming out wearing their Halloween costumes, having a good time. And for the best costume you just get registered at guest services. Really easy to do. Uh, if you win the best costume of the night, you can win $500. Or you will win $500. There's no you could win about it. So it's all happening here at Riverwind Casino. Parker Thune is on the road. Uh, he is going to watch Grant Briggs in action tonight. Hopefully the Sooners are close to getting a commitment from one of the nation's top offensive line prospects. And then tomorrow he'll be uh, covering the game in Lawrence is Oklahoma and Kansas. Tee it up at 11 a.m. on Fox. Okay, so I put out this tweet. You know, Drake got caught speeding today, and it was only a matter of time. I mean, uh, this man, I'm surprised he's not in a stock car or an F1, NASCAR or an F1 driver because he likes to go very fast. So I put out the tweet with a smiling Drake, and he, he looks like he's got that smug look on his face that, yeah, I'm about to blaze through this state and we're going to make great time like i'm really going to be speeding so i put out the tweet parker earlier this morning when known speed demon drake dyken knew he was going to blaze through the kansas at 90 plus miles per hour now i'd love to have a edit button because i was going i was trying to say he was going to blaze through the state of kansas at 90 plus miles an hour but being the old that i am I messed it up. But you know what? Now that I read this, maybe I'm kind of cool because I don't have to say the state of Kansas. I just say the Kansas. Does that sound hipper to you, Parker Thune? I don't know if that necessarily sounds hipper to me. It definitely, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've got this tweet of yours in front of me. It definitely reads like an old tweet. Really? Yes. Unfortunately, I regret to inform you, you are now tweeting like an old. I don't know. I think some people may think, hey, you know what? This guy might be old, but he's just cool enough to call it the Kansas. You don't think that's happening? 
No, for my money, it is not. My apologies. Should I wish be, I could validate your narrative here. Be, I cannot. Should it be taken down and uh, and uh, reposted? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think at that point you're just doing too much. You gotta you gotta rock with it now. You gotta embrace it. I don't know. I think, man, did you see this old man? He said earlier this morning when known speed demon Drake Dykin knew he was going to blaze through the Kansas at 90 miles per hour. See, I think there's some people out there thinking this dude is super cool for 60. But you're saying no, no, not, no chance. Okay, I got you. I got you. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Before we go there and get your texts, uh, real quick, want to thank Oklahoma Generator, our second-hour sponsor. Uh, we appreciate them very much. Oklahoma's highest-rated, longest-operating Generac dealer. They are offering right now new customer discounts and a free 10-year warranty with new installations. If you're in Oklahoma, you know what the weather's like. Unpredictable. The power is going to go out and may stay out at least a couple times during the year. You need a good generator. Go check them out at okgen.com or call Oklahoma Generator at 405-321-6631. Okay. Um, i trying to think. Did I want to? Oh, yeah. I wanted to play real quick before we get to your texts. Uh, we played Lee Sterling, who's picking Oklahoma and picking Oklahoma to cover. Uh, let's hear what Joel Klatt had to say about the Oklahoma-Kansas matchup. Here we go. Kansas is nothing to scoff at. Only two losses on the year. And you look at that UCF game, Oklahoma didn't play their best. Maybe there was a bit of a hangover after a bye after the Red River win. I look at this OU team. I'm a big fan of Dylan Gabriel, what he's doing this year. And yet they're not a team that's running the football nearly as efficiently as they need to in order to continue this stretch. Why do you find yourself in such a close game against UCF? Well, because you're relying on things that are, and you hate to say it this way, but unreliable. We talked about this on Monday with a team like Michigan, who relies on things that are reliable, run game, toughness, physicality. Whereas OU, they don't have that run game this year. They just have not been dynamic in the run game. They don't dominate stretches of games in the run game, which means that it's going to be more about Dylan Gabriel and the timing and the efficiency and the rhythm of the passing game. Now, do I think Oklahoma is going to play much better? Yes. Is Kansas going to be equipped with their backup quarterback to stay with Oklahoma? No. Oklahoma has won 18 straight, all by double digits. They're favored by double digits, and I believe that they cover. I like Oklahoma, and I'm given the 10. There you go. Joe Klatt liking the Sooners to cover as well. All right, let's head to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We have my uncle coming up next segment, his thoughts on the matchup and more. Uh, we've got Brandon Drum talking to recruiting and Sooner football with us at 135, but let's get to the text line right now, Parker. Listener in the 405 says, Steely, don't listen to Parker. You should start a rap career. Your abuse of the English language is flawless. That's what I'm saying, man. I don't say the Sooners are playing in the state of Kansas tomorrow. I say OU is going to the Kansas tomorrow. That's what I say. Another 405 listener says, old is cool, don't listen to Parker. Jesse G says, I'm a 49-year young whippersnapper, and it sounded hip to me, Steel Man. There you go. Parker, you're getting ratioed. You see, you don't I am getting old ratioed. people, you know, 
Bold people come to my defense. I should have known better. <laughs> Stillwater Sooner says, the Oklahoma will beat the Kansas tomorrow. <laughs> well done, sir. Snot Rocket responded to the tweet, is Steely cool or is he old? I can't decide. Well, it's up to you, Snot Rocket. What sounds cooler again? Here in the state, of, will T-Row open up with here in the state of Kansas tomorrow, or will he just say, T-Row, live from the Kansas. I think it'll be the latter, personally. SCC Snob on the text line says, Unfortunately, the thrill of whipping Mule Shoe and his undercoached football team is likely never going to materialize. He's probably off to the NFL, and the Sooners won't be given an opportunity to whoop the mecca of college football. Yeah, um, I don't know. Would you say that OU will ever face off against Lincoln Riley if you had to say yay or nay no. right now? I am not counting on it. No. Yep, I'm with you. I do not believe that will happen. Uh, Puerto Rican Sooner says, hey, man, I'm 24, and that tweet was pretty cool, man. Driving down to watch the 8-0 Poto Pirates, and I can actually listen in without interruptions. Plus some Colin Cowherd hate this day can't get any better. Thank you, guys. There you go. Be careful when you're driving through the Kansas, man. Uh, Drake learned a very valuable lesson today. They don't mess around in the Kansas. <laughs> Another 918 listener said, Steely's tweet will light the internets on fire. Yeah, I'm sure it's probably got, I don't know, 20, 30 engagements by now, probably. From the 405, I think the steel man was hacked by his uncle. Uncle's probably starting early this weekend, too. Could be. He's uh, he's very crafty, no doubt about it. And he, he had a fascinating story I hadn't heard uh, because he was talking to TJ about going to the Texas Rangers uh, fantasy baseball camp. Facing Nolan Ryan. So, yeah, we'll have that in the next segment. Sounds like a tall tale, but he says it's true. This ought to be interesting. From the 918, we are in a bad spot at kicker if we have to hope he doesn't have to make any, quote-unquote, tough kicks. You have one job. You do it all practice. Just do the only job you have to do. Yeah, Zach Schmidt, I mean, Brent uh, stood up for his kicker. You know, he's done that so far. I mean, what else are you going to do? You can't bust him, obviously. Oh, well, you know, yeah, we're extremely disappointed. That was horrible. You got uh, kickers, again, it's like if you get the yips in golf. You, you've just got to go make one, get your confidence back. Um, what do you think happens tomorrow if Zach Schmidt misses, like, a, say, a 42-yarder right <laughs> off the bat? Well. Again, social media is going to erupt, and I would think Brent Venables has to take a look at his kicker situation heading into next week. Sooner Tie Guy says, the Kansas is Kansas, Oklahoma. Go Comets, baby. (laughs) There you go. That's true. All right. Uh, Yeah, I think if that happens tomorrow early uh, with Zach Schmidt, that just like Sam Cook saying, a change is going to come. That's what's going to happen. All right, break time right here, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line here at the one and only Riverwind Casino, OEC Fiber Football Friday. Can't wait. 
for the Sooners tomorrow, 11 a.m. on Fox. Pre-game show beginning at 7 a.m. right here on The Rep. Let's break. My uncle up next right here on the home of Sooner fans. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. Fiber football Friday here at Riverwind Casino. Always something happening. Always cash bonus play. Jackpots to be won. Prizes to be won. Great meals to be had. Great beverages to be consumed. Great hotel rooms to be slept in and partied in. Great shows to be enjoyed at the Showplace Theater. Always something happening here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. All right, right before we go to my uncle, I'm going to try, see if I can make this. I I tweeted out again moments ago, I thought it was going to be really good, a picture of Drake Drake Dykin smiling. As you guys know, Drake was uh, pulled over for speeding with the radio crew this morning in the state of Kansas. So I, I tweeted out earlier this morning when known speed demon, Drake Dykin knew he was going to blaze through the Kansas at 90 miles per hour. Now, I was trying to put the state of Kansas, but somehow the brain didn't calculate that when I hit send on the tweet. But again, I think it, you know, what if it earlier this morning when known speed demon Drake Dykin knew he was going to blaze through the Kansas at 90 miles per hour. Now, see, it's all in how the tweet is read and deciphered. To me, Parker says it, and that reads like an old tweet. Nope. You can answer on the tweet itself. Does it read like an old old's tweet or a super hip 60-year-old tweet? I say the latter. Parker says the former. You decide. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this. Let's hear from uh, my uncle, his, abhor- his uh, appearance, abhorrence. <laughs> he is a poor. Uh, his appearance on the T-Row in the morning show with Toby and TJ this morning. As you might expect, it got a little bit wild. Here's how it went down. TJ, how are my levels? Too hot, too soft. Ooh, you're Dial a little hotter than normal. A little hotter than little normal. A little hot? How about that? How about that right there? Ooh, you like yeah. that? I like that right there, yeah. Just like Stop that. Stop it. Yeah. It is time to welcome in, as we do every Friday, an icon in Oklahoma media, Steely's uncle. Uncle, good morning. I'll tell you who's too soft, mules you. (laughs) All right. Right into it, huh? You got mules you on your mind today, huh? Actually, I wanted to uh, talk to TJ. Uh, Just call Skip. Go through Jonathan Gray. They'll get you a couple of tickets. Thank you, Uncle. I I didn't heard that yet. Uh, He'll probably get you up to seven or eight if you need him, all right? TJ, good luck to your Rangers, by the way. Did I ever tell you the story of when I went to the uh, Rangers fantasy camp? I don't think you've told us that story, no. I hit a home run, a deep blast off Nolan Ryan with a ping pong paddle, all right? Wow. He didn't just groove one in there, baby. This was a 102-mile-an-hour fastball. Then the next time up, Ryan threw one under my chin. I pointed at him and said, this old man ain't Robin Ventura, baby. Don't do it again. (laughs) Next pitch. 
iron I bought at Sears. <laughs> Turned it into an inside-the-park home run when I ran over an 82-year-old man named Dexter Davis at home plate. I mean, this was Pete wow. Rose, Ray Fossey kind of stuff. Knocked him out cold. They wheeled his ass out of there on a stretcher. And they were very, very mad. And they told me, Uncle, we never want to see you back at a Rangers-related event again. I said, so. Gracious. You would think I would have heard that story over the years. Wow. I said, they buried it. You, t- you tell Ryan he's overrated and I want my money back. They well, threw me true. a lot of C notes and I was out of there, baby. But good luck to the Rangers. Thank you, Uncle. Goodness gracious. Did you have any idea about that, TJ? I had no idea. Had I had that idea, my son might not be named after Nolan Ryan, middle name. It would have been Uncle. You know, Bronx Uncle Perry, yeah. Felt great rounding those bases, let me tell you. I I imagine it did. We're headed to Kansas, Uncle. Big showdown for the undefeated Sooners tomorrow. It's going to be terrible weather up there. What do you think about the matchup? How about those Utah Utes, baby? <laughs> oh, you get this blood beat again right there in the mecca of college football. Uh-huh. And you ran and hid for two days, making up some phony pneumonia excuse. Please, full uh-huh. manure, pneumonia. Please, I can kick pneumonia's ass in about 30 seconds. All you need is a couple no shots of rock and roll tequila, and then you down 16 <laughs> ounces of Quaker State motor oil, and you're good to go, baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, That's I figured you'd be involved in him missing practice. What a wimp. All right, so I guess you're ready for prediction time, right? Here we go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Two words. Two words. Sooner domination. Payback for that Homer job we got from Danny and the Miracles back in 88. We rush. Get this now. We rush for 500, baby. Five. Wow. Zero, zero. 100 for DG. Ooh, 100 for Tawi. 100 for Sawchuck. And two. Wow, Smothers, huh? Okay, 500 yards rushing. What about the score? Well, also three TDs for Nick Six. Nick Anderson and Gavin Freeman makes a drop kick, which will be awesome. Sooner <laughs> 77, KU 3. Right, giving up a field goal again. We keep doing that every week. 77-3, to three, the final score. No problem with the weather, it sounds like, tomorrow. We're going to run all over them. Uncle, thanks as always. I know you'll be rooting for the Sooners and for the Cal Bears tomorrow. That's exactly right. Normally I don't like those liberal pansies out there, but I'm rooting for them against Mule Shoe. <laughs> Boomer! See you, Uncle. There you go. No politics, Uncle. No politics on the radio station. So, uh, I wonder what kind of odds you can get on Hollywood Smothers dropping 200 tomorrow and uh, Gavin Freeman making a drop kick 
Yeah, if that happens, I think Uncle's buying Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> so, when is the the last drop kick? To, didn't Wes Welker have a drop kick back in the day? Help us out, text line. I believe that Wes Welker had a drop kick back in the day. The only people I've seen execute a drop kick were Wes Welker, I believe, if my memory serves me correct, and Paul Crew in the longest yard. I think you are, you're close, Steely. You're mule shoe close. But I believe the drop kick that you recall, which took place in 2005, uh, was actually performed by Doug Flutie. Was it Flutie? I think you're right. It was Flutie. Did Flutie have one? Did Welker not have one? Because I know Welker kicked a field goal, right, or an extra point and punted or something. But a drop kick, did they allow drop kicks anymore? Are they still like two points? Drop kicks are still legal, Steely. You could still convert a drop kick. Nobody does it, though. It is a lost art. Maybe Gavin Freeman knows how to drop kick. Maybe my uncle's on to something and knows something that Gavin Freeman has been practicing drop kicks. Who knows? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. All right, uh, Parker, next up, I know you've talked about you believe uh, Reggie Power is still the next uh, commitment in the 2024 class. Marcus James, which will happen next uh, next week, Carl Albert kid. Next up for the 2025 class. Any other recruiting news? And I know we'll get to this with Brandon, but any other uh, things happening out there that uh, might catch people's attention? It seems like we've been talking about the same thing basically for a while. EPL, Grant Bricks, the Carl Albert kids, um, and Reggie Powers. Well, let me make a prediction here, Steely. By the time... We are conducting this show a week from today, Friday, November 3rd. I believe there will be at least three new OU commitments. At least three within the next week. That is my Interesting. There you go. All right, we'll explore that further with our man Brandon Drum, who joins us every Friday. Great day out here at Riverwind Casino. Ladies and gentlemen, I can see jackpots in your future. In fact, I can see into the future because I know Dr. Bellardo. You know, cataract surgery is often something you have to deal with as you get older. Sometimes it's an inevitable step, and it's not just about restoring, you know, your vision and making your eyesight right. It's really about just the overall quality of your life. So when it's time for cataract surgery, you have one big decision. I mean, like going for it on fourth and four, you know, or whatever in a big game. That kind of decision, this one really affects the rest of your life vision-wise, though. And uh, you have a decision, really, between a standard lens, which often still requires you to rely on glasses for reading after your surgery procedure, uh, or you can opt for the premium lens. Go for it. Consider Panoptics, Vividi or a light-adjustable lens, the leading choices that can provide crystal clear vision and freedom from those old man reading glasses. So if you want to see far and you want to see near, you know where you have to come. You have to come here, not to Riverwind. Uh, We want you at Riverwind, too, but you have to see my guy, Dr. Bellardo, at the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. They are the best. All right, break time. 
We'll come back and visit with Brandon Drum next, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Let's go here at Riverwind on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. Friday means Brandon Drum joins us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Talk a little sooner football and recruiting. All right, Brandon. Uh, who is your all-time favorite Sooner recruit from the state of Kansas? It can be a previous, you know, somebody that you weren't covering, maybe growing up as a kid. Who is your number one Sooner Kansan? Oh, man. Um, golly. Uh, that's a really good question. Sooner Kansan. I guess I guess I'll just I'll I'll take the obvious. I'll say Brent Venables because he's the head coach. There you go. Not so much a recruit, but uh, you know I'm thinking Brody Eldridge. Um, he was Blake up Bell. there. Blake Bell was up there. Everybody liked the Belldozer back in the day. My 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 uh, oldest boy uh, when when Blake Bell was around, he was two and three years old, and he absolutely was obsessed with Blake Bell um, to the point where we took him to one of the meet the players things. And Blake was one of the only ones that could hold him without crying because he was so enamored with him. So I guess I'll say Blake Bell. Yeah, probably. Okay, Brandon, let's talk recruiting for just a moment here. As we kind of prepare to mentally turn the page from the 2024 class to the 2025 class. I would be curious to hear your thoughts on the running back position in the 2025 cycle, because obviously in 2024, the Sooners have Taylor Tatum committed. They've got Xavier Robinson committed. Andy Bass is a guy that is committed and can do many things, not the least of which is be a weapon out of the backfield. You look ahead to 2026, the Sooners already have a pledge from four-star Cibolo Steel running back, Jonathan Hatton but in 2025 that's where the mystery kind of lies is it a one-take class who are some of the likely candidates yeah it's got to be a one-take class and I think you know you you, I think it starts with uh in my opinion and I I know I saw your class predictions today and I agree with it it starts with Tiger riding or DeAndre riding out of DeSoto he has uh, essentially lived in Norman every weekend, it feels, uh, this season. Anytime he gets a chance to come to Norman, uh, he, he makes the trek up there. And, I, I, you know, I think his relationship with DeMarco Murray, I think just – DeSoto's been a really hard place for OU to, to crack. I think – was Brian Jackson the last DeSoto player, or was it, or was it um, DeMontre Hurt? I can't remember which one it was. Uh, at Oklahoma, it was a while ago. Um, I can't remember which ones which 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 one was Mesquite and which one was DeSoto. Uh, but uh, it's been a long time, and notoriously, they go to Texas. Uh, the DC at DeSoto is a former Texas alum and GA at the University of Texas, so there is a very strong push and pull there 
at Texas, uh, DeSoto to go to the Longhorns. Uh, but Tiger Ryden seems to be the guy, in my opinion, that, you know, may be the one that may break the mold a little bit and, and head to Norman eventually down the line. So I like that pick. I think Riley Wormley, Tory Blaylock, those are some guys that I'm looking at. Obviously, Riley Wormley's from South Lake Carroll. Carroll South Lake Carroll has been very, very good. Them and Denton Geyer and essentially Denton area, you know, that, that North Dallas DFW area is very, very good to the University of Oklahoma. And there's a lot of OU pool there. Uh, he grew up a Texas fan. Uh, Riley Wormley did going to originally Colleyville Heritage. Um, but, y- you know, he, he, he said he's a big DeMarco Murray guy, really likes Oklahoma. He's been up a few times as well. And then Tory Blaylock. Uh, he's a guy out of I, I, I try to I try to say this name. It's from Humboldt, Texas. It's Estacita uh, High School, and that high school, Oklahoma's gotten a couple of guys, or almost excuse me, almost got a couple of guys out of there over the past few seasons in recruiting cycles, but haven't really been able to to break the mold there. Uh, but he's also been a guy that's shown up quite a bit to Oklahoma this season. I think it's two or three visits already so and he he showed up during uh the junior day the 2025 stuff so those are my you know two three guys i would you know pinpoint and i I guess i wouldn't throw out michael turner if oklahoma really wanted to push for him uh harlem berry out of louisiana and uh you know they're 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 trying to get in uh with jordan davison who's been out a couple of times out of california modern day i just wouldn't hold my breath there considering they notoriously go to USC or UCLA so or Oregon, essentially. So, uh, But those those three guys I named to begin with, those will be the guys. And I, I tend to agree with you. Tiger Ryden's probably the pick. All right. Had uh, somebody who sent me a question for you earlier uh, the other day and said, please ask Brandon, what kind of a year is Taylor Tatum having and what former Sooner running back would you compare his style to? Ooh, well, he's having a good year. Um, I wouldn't uh, – he's the number one running back in the country. Uh, I think he has 100 or 827 yards, I believe. I was looking at it the other day, uh, earlier this week, actually. Uh, I want to say it was 827 and he was averaging like almost 140 yards a game or to something to that extent. So he's having a really good season. Um, I, I want to say it was almost seven yards a carry to or close to or under or below, right right at seven yards a carry. He's having a really solid season. Uh, there's a reason he's the number one running back in the country. Uh, as far as who I would compare him to as far as running styles go, you know what the funny thing is is – Probably Gavin Saltrack. <laughs> I know that's kind of the Gavin Saltrack. You know, they, they they have that speed, that burst. Uh, you know, the ability to make people miss in space, uh, and they're similar height and frame too. So uh, probably Gavin Saltrack would be who I in in a roundabout way Rodney Anderson a little bit uh, mixture of Rodney Anderson and probably Joe Mixon because of his ability to run routes, ability to catch the ball in the backfield, and Joe Mixon was a really good uh, running back in that sense at Oklahoma. I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to have that type of career of Rodney Anderson and Joe Mixon, but I'm saying that if you were to, you know, the running styles, the skill set, that's probably who I would equate him to. 
Brandon, as the Sooners sit on the cusp of potentially adding a seventh defensive back commit in the 2024 cycle, that of course being Reggie Powers, the safety out of Centerville, Ohio, what do you make of the stockpile that Brandon Hall and Jay Valai have accumulated in the Sooner secondary over the last two recruiting classes? Is that as simple as the changing of the guard, we need to overhaul the personnel, or is there something else to it that makes the Sooners' decision to load up on defensive backs appealing? Well, I think it's more or less you, you Venables likes different type of DBs for different type of situations. Obviously, at corner, you're just going to have your corners out there. You got your field corner, and you got your uh, you got your field corner, and then you got your boundary corner guy, uh, essentially in his defense. So. Um, you know, it depends on the skill set, depends on what what type of defensive or cornerback they feel that, you know, that player fits the mold to. And then when it comes to the safety position, he likes guys that can be more in the box, and he has guys that he likes, you know, more of a field safety. And then he's got, obviously, the cheetah position, who's obviously a box-slash-slot cover guy-slash-Sam Backer bigger frame player that can move, can cover in space. So with the, with how he calls his defense and how multiple Brent Venables is, you're always going to need a bunch of defensive backs. You're probably going to need two or three safeties every class. You're probably going to need three or four corners every class just because of that. You want guys for certain situations uh, running, running, you know, if, it, if it's a running down and you think they're going to run the ball, you're going to bring in probably more physical corners and more physical safeties for that type of situation. And then, obviously, in dime and nickel packages, you want guys that can cover in space but also can get downhill and, you know, fill their run fits, and they do it pretty notoriously. So I, I just, you know, the, it's, it's, I don't know that it's a changing of the guard as much as it's a change of the scheme. He brought in his scheme and he needed players that fit that scheme and, and, and more depth. And that's something they talked about over and over and over is competitive depth. And the only way to do that is to continue to add numbers, and not just numbers, but quality numbers. And I think that's what Brandon Hall and Jay Valai have done. And if you look at that safety room, it is <laughs> from the day they showed up in 2022 to where it is now, it is night and day different in that safety room. Brandon Hall has done a special, special job. Uh, and continues to build onto that room. Uh, and it looks like maybe another addition is down the road. And where he stands, obviously, with Jonah Williams in 2025 class, you know, some people think Oklahoma leads there. So um, if he can pull off another big five-star guy, it, it, it's, it, it's an amazing, amazing room compared to what it was in 2021, 2020, and when you look at it, what it is now. Good stuff as always, Brandon. Appreciate you, man. Enjoy the game. We will talk to you next Friday. All right. Thanks, guys. Brandon Dromo, you insider, joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. We got to take a final break right here. Don't forget, we're getting locked in coming up at 2 o'clock, a full hour of uh, mainly Sooner football uh, recruiting news and opinion coming up right here on the rep. Break time, and we'll come back one more segment right here on the home of Sooner fans.
Join the movement. The Ref Army is growing. Don't miss a second of the Sooner coverage you want with the KREF app, the number one source for Sooner fans. Okay, we're back here at Riverwind on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. It's going to be a busy uh, night at Riverwind. We have the 80K Friday Night Frights promotional drawing tonight. Get on out of here. Hopefully hear your name called. They'll be calling out a bunch of names every half hour, and you could win a share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play. Then we have the uh, big shows tonight happening at the Showplace Theater. Rodney Carrington, a show at 7. Rodney Carrington with another show at 10 p.m., some tickets are available. They're going quickly. Get online, riverwind.com, or stop by the Showplace Theater box office. Tomorrow night, the 20K Festival of Fright Drawings will be happening. They're giving away $20,000 in cash and bonus play. Uh, and the Ghostly Good Time Costume Contest also happening tomorrow night at Riverwind Casino. Wear your Halloween costume, and uh, you could win $500. All right? And all that cash and bonus play. Uh, all right, so Parker, the uh, the matchup tomorrow. I am looking at. I think it's going to go. I think the uh, the last over under number I saw was sixty six and a half. I am going to go under on that number because of the elements. Uh, they don't look very good. Who knows what's going to happen with the weather? by the time they kick off. But we know it's it's not going to be a great football day. Um, you know, it's particularly the winds are supposed to be very problematic tomorrow. But I still like Oklahoma to win this football game and cover. I am going to go 38-27 Oklahoma. Now, KU, I'm looking at their schedule. Um 48 against Missouri State, 34 against Illinois. At Nevada, they kind of stumbled around a little bit. They scored 31 to win that one. They beat BYU 38-27. They only put 14 on Texas, got shut out in the second half, Jason being a quarterback in that game. That was the game where we thought that Jalen Daniels was going to play and then like 30 minutes before kick time. Nope, he's a no-go. Jason Bean's in there. Um UCF, they scored 51 to win that one uh, in Stillwater in their last game. Remember, obviously, they had a bye week uh, last week, but in Stillwater, they put 32 on the board. They lost to the Cowboys 39-32. So their lowest scoring output was 14 against Texas and then uh, actually 31 after that in a win at Nevada. So this team, you know, Jason Bean, when you're talking about backup quarterbacks in college football, he's got to be in the top five there. Uh, he's played a lot, and uh, last year played against Oklahoma, played well. But I'm going to go 38-27, 38-27 Sooners win tomorrow, which would just hit the under uh, at 65 total points. What are you thinking? I've got 66 total points between these two teams, so I'm going with the under as well. But I like Oklahoma by a score of 45-21. to 21. Uh, This feels to me like a game that Oklahoma can and will win comfortably. It won't be a blowout. Oklahoma's not going to run away from Kansas in my mind. But I do think as I look at the way these two teams match up, Kansas isn't a great defensive team against the run or against the pass. And so if the Sooners can establish some offensive balance, as long as Dylan Gabriel is doing his thing, 
I expect that Oklahoma is going to clean up some of the issues that plagued them last week against UCF. And look, defensively, if you can do exactly what you did last week against UCF, you're going to probably win the game by a comfortable margin because the offense this week is probably going to do more with four straight three and outs from the defense than they did last week against UCF when the Sooners led just seven to nothing after those opening four three and outs from the Knights. So as long as the offense cleans things up, as long as the defense continues to do what they have done, which is not necessarily dominate, but just do enough to keep this team out ahead of the curve, then I think Oklahoma wins this game pretty handily. Also tomorrow, of course, uh, the Cowboys will play Cincinnati. That'll be tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on ESPN2. More than likely, it looks like we'll get a Bedlam rooster. We don't know for sure, but all signs are pointing in that direction. So we'll see if uh, the Sooners and the Cowboys can both hold up their ends of the deal uh, tomorrow morning and tomorrow night. They should be able to. Tulsa plays SMU, 11 a.m. on ESPNU tomorrow. Uh, National games, Georgia, Florida, and Jacksonville, obviously, 2.30 CBS. Ohio State at Wisconsin on what's going to be a very cold, ugly night in Madison at Camp Randall, 6.30 on NBC. Oregon at Utah is the 2.30 game on Fox. Um, You've got Duke and Louisville going at it, Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, UCLA and Colorado is the evening game on ABC. And uh, Muleshoe and company play at 3 o'clock on the Pac-12 Network against Cal in Berkeley. Which uh, which of the national games are you most intrigued by? Which of the national games am I most intrigued by? Man, as I look around, like if you're talking about the matchups that could be considered marquee, because, I mean, there are matchups that intrigue me that are probably off the beaten path of what would fall under that marquee designation. I'll give you one that's right there on the borderline right now in a game that's going to have implications in the ACC as far as the title race in that conference. Number 20, Duke, at number 18, Louisville, because Florida State is obviously the cream of the crop right now in the ACC, but they haven't been, well, how do I say this? They've been head and shoulders above the rest, but they haven't been leaps and bounds above the rest. So if we're looking at potential pitfalls late in the season for Florida State, if we're looking at college football playoff spoilers, teams that could potentially knock off a previously undefeated foe to derail their shot of making it to the CFP. I'm very curious to see who ultimately ends up opposing Florida State in that ACC conference game, and that game between Duke and Louisville will go a long way toward determining who that is. There you go. All right, that's going to do it for me. You've got Parker, uh, you know, getting locked in with uh, Tana McComas coming up. A lot of recruiting information always during that hour. Really, really good stuff. Want to thank our friends here at Riverwind. Get on out here tonight. Take part in the 80K Friday Night Frights drawing. You've got two shows again uh, happening for Rodney Carrington, one at 7, one at 10. Tomorrow night, wear your costume for the Ghostly Good Time costume contest and also participate in the 20K Festival of Fright drawing tomorrow night. Win your share of $20,000 in cash and bonus play. Thank you to Oklahoma Generator for sponsoring Hour number two, we appreciate you very much as well. Everybody, have a fabulous Friday, wonderful weekend. We'll see you.